Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, we got a lot to get into today. It's a Wednesday. Normally, we would be talking about NXT and AEW, but there is no AEW tonight. AEW is tomorrow night. NXT is this evening with a lot of things to talk about here. Not one thing of which was mentioned on television, but hey, they had a takeover this weekend, so it's the follow-up to takeover. The show will be opening with an update on Karrion Cross. Him and Scarlett are opening up the show. He got a medical examination on Monday. I have no idea what happened. I know that he told ESPN that he expected that he would not miss much time. So I guess we shall find out exactly what that means tonight. If the MRI did not come out well, well, he may be stripped of the title. If the MRI came out all right, he may be missing no time whatsoever. So we'll see what happens. They're opening the show with that tonight. And there's been a lot of speculation about what is going to happen. We've also got the Raw ratings for Monday. So Raw was coming off SummerSlam. And traditionally, there is little, if any, post-pay-per-view bump of late. Especially on weekends where there is a takeover and also a pay-per-view. We have found that, you know, the old days of big bump, not there anymore. But this was the third biggest show of the year. And on top of that, it was the first Raw in the Thunderdome. And as a result, the number was up. We'll talk about that when we come back from the break, what it means. And of course, the big question is, can they sustain this increased number? We also have updates on the contract that WWE assigned with the Amway Center for the Thunderdome. We talked a little bit about this $450,000 between now and October 31st for everything. They've got it broken down by day. We'll tell you a little bit about that and plenty more. Also, the final segment of the show, very exciting. David Finley's going to join us. Talking NJPWWorld.com, New Japan Cup, USA, and more. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Attorney spokesperson. This ad is sponsored by Janelle and Associates Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Attention all former Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts. If you were sexually abused by an adult scout leader, even if the abuse happened decades ago, listen closely as you may be entitled to substantial compensation. The Boy Scouts of America have billions of dollars in assets and have agreed to set up a victim compensation fund for victims of child sexual abuse, even if the abuse happened decades ago. Our attorneys can file a claim for you and get you the justice and closure you deserve while you remain completely anonymous. If you suffered abuses from scout leaders and those who knew about the abuse but failed to stop it, call our law firm's confidential scout abuse helpline at 800-608-1429 as you may be entitled to substantial compensation. But hurry as time is running out to file a claim. Call 800-608-1429 right now to see if you are eligible for substantial compensation. Call 800-608-1429. That's 800-608-1429. 800-608-1429. With the real estate market evolving, realtors stand ready to help. 
Realtors are an expert voice of reason in changing times, and they're working in new ways to guide you through virtual showings and safe closings, to be your ally in the fight for mortgage relief, to understand a neighborhood the way no algorithm can. That's the role of a realtor. This is a real estate season like no other, and realtors are ready. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Jiffy Lube. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike, uh, Mike Sempervivi. Not Mark Sempervivi, although sometimes on this show. Combination of the show's Thunderdome debut being the day after SummerSlam led Raw to its best numbers in more than four months. Averaging 2.03 million viewers and a .67 rating in 18-49. Numbers up 23% in viewers, but more importantly, 40% at 18-49. So they did have a younger audience checking them out at about 250,000 in the 18-49 demo that have not been watching Raw in the past several months. It was mostly 35-49 to 49 gains. Since the 18 to 34 increase was 18%, they cannot get this young audience. It's incredible. First, a third hour drop of 11%, slightly better than most weeks, but it's in the normal range. So it was not people checking out new technology and then leaving. It was a lot of new, curious viewers who mostly stayed, which is a good sign. Key to this isn't that the numbers for the day after SummerSlam were good, but they went against heavy competition. Republican National Convention... 6.54 million viewers on Fox News alone, as well as big numbers on other cable stations. Plus, there was NBA playoffs on TNT, 3 million viewers, 1.34 in 18-49 for the late game, 2.05 million and .66 in the early game, which is interesting, actually. They did. Let's see here. See if I can do some math off the top of my head. Uh Let's see, 1.34, .66... 
double, double the 18 to 49 in the later game. Wow. Raw was 6 and 18 to 49 for the night, 20th overall. First hour, 2.14 million. Very good first hour. Second hour, 2.05 million. Very good. And 1.90 million in the third hour, which for the third hour is very good. So, it, to me, listen, we have not seen a big post pay per view bump. I can't even remember the last time. It's been a long, long time. So, to me, this is the Thunderdome. It's people that the show is so much more lively, it's so much more exciting. I, I mean, yes, we are having some problems with, with things on the screens, which, by the way, I have been told that they're going to be making some changes. And I, th I, th I don't know this for sure, but the impression that I get is, you know, when they've been doing this for a while, they are going to find some fans that are going to obey the rules no matter what. Maybe they've done it for three shows already. You know, we, we've had uh, uh, Jesse who was in our chat, who was, I think, on Raw, if I recall correctly. Dynamite. And, excuse me? Dynamite. No, she, she was, was on, on Raw. I saw her on Raw on the screen with my own two eyes. Oh, she, she, she was, was on Raw. Okay. Oh, well, physically she was at the so Dynamite anyway, show. So anyway, she's not going to hold up some goofy sign. How the hell is she showing up at all these places? We well, need to have her on to let us know what the 411 is and how well, she maybe gets the we inside will. info. But anyway, she gets in there. that's beside the point. The point is, like, she can be trusted, and they're finding other people that can be trusted. And so I believe what they're going to do is they're going to find all the people they can trust who've done this before and, and are trustworthy, and they are going to be in the lower bowl. And then everybody who they don't necessarily trust, first-timers, they're going to throw them all up into the upper bowl and... They could put a volcano on the screen. You're not going to be able to see it because it's way up there in the upper bowl. I think that's where things right are now. going here. But anyway, the point of all of this is the mm. Thunderdome is a huge improvement over empty dark arenas. And I think that that's clear from the numbers. Now, you, there's still a show. I thought the show Monday pretty much sucked. So we got to hope that the show sucking is only going to run off a small number of those people that came back. But we'll see. We'll see on Friday the second week of Thunderdome for SmackDown, and we'll see next Monday, second night of Thunderdome. And who That's knows what will happen when there's no conventions drawing 6 million viewers. Maybe it's going to be even better. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we, we've seen this bump before. The Raw Underground was this, oh, look, look at this. There, somebody's coming back. Nothing Last, like this. I mean, it, no, nothing like this, but my God, look how low they've been for so long. So maybe this has snapped uh, lapsed fans over the last six months back into, you know, maybe paying attention again or getting back into regular viewing. I doubt it. You know, I'll believe it when it happens. When this is, becomes a trend, then I'll worry about it. For right now, it's a plus because it's an improvement, but we'll have to see if this was just a one-time shot because it was after the of SummerSlam, and people may have heard about the Thunderdome on SmackDown, and they wanted to, to see it on Raw, and that was maybe the first time that they did so, so well, it, was it enough to make people come back? I don't know. You know, the presentation is more lively. It does offer a bit of, you know, randomness and danger, I guess. You know, there's obviously the, the stuff that, you know, should not have made itself up there. But, 
you know, in some ways for WWE right now, I'm not saying any, you know, any news is good news, but there are probably going to be people that are going to be curious as to what they heard. How does this stuff make it up to the screen? What does it look like? We'll see how it goes. But again, unless this is going to be, you know, a couple weeks, there's really nothing you can take out of this other than there was a little bit of interest peaked. Further details of WWE's contract with the city of Orlando, Florida, were revealed on Tuesday. Greg Angle first reported the details of the contract that will see WWE pay the city a minimum. So a couple of days ago, we had some info, and it was they're going to pay $450,000 from now until the end of October. And I was like, dude, $450,000 from now till the end of October for a company that used to spend more than $1 million a show when they were renting out arenas, a company that's making more money than they've ever made before. This is a steal. Well, now it turns out they're going to pay the city a minimum of $200,000 to rent this through October 31st. A minimum of $200,000. Dude. We need to run our show from the Amway Center. For real. The venue is going to get $12,000 for a Sunday pay-per-view, $10,000 for any Monday through Friday events, $7,500 for days in which WWE personnel work inside the building, and $2,500 for a dark day when no work is happening. Hey. Free money to the city, an incredible deal for WWE. There's no I other way you can say I don't think it. that we could make this up in cheers, but it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that we could rent the Amway Center for a day here on Wrestling Observer Live. $10,000? I realize nothing's <laughs> happening in the building, but my God, holy smokes. Dude, did you guys see the amount of money that this company is making on the last report? Largely because they weren't running arenas anymore? I mean, dude, it's ridiculous. So we also know that the next pay-per-view after payback will be Sunday, September 27th. WWE can extend or shorten the contract with two weeks' notice. So, dude, if I'm WWE and this is doing good numbers, I... May as well extend this contract through the end of the year, through the end of next year. Just, it's crazy. This is a crazy good deal. As long as they're down with this idea, I mean, what are you going to do, break up the monitors and move them somewhere else? If you're doing this idea and they're not going to do anything else inside that building, yeah, you're going to use that thing for as long as you can, I think. As long as it's functional, as long as Vince thinks it's a good idea. I mean, I I think they're in, I don't know if they're in there to stay, but... They're in there to stay. I mean, again, what are you going to do? Break all that stuff up and leave? No way. We also have this tonight, NXT, post-takeover 30 edition of the show. We have three matches announced. There is Santos Escobar versus Swerve Scott. <laughs> Dude. Now? I think I need to take – listen, I'm going I'm to go over this after the break because this, this might take a while. In the meantime, here's your lineup for the – August, ah, forget it. Go to the break, everybody. I'm holding all my thoughts till after the break. Observer Live.
Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts, and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free, guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. (sighs) Back here in the show, everybody. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Sports Byline, Twitch.tv slash F4W Video. All of our friends, the Mightier 1090 AM. By the way, on the commercial break for Twitch homies, there's a the end of how Vinny V, how Shoulders Torelli became Big Vinny V or whatever it was. And I take a bump into the pool at the end. I hate water. Legitimately, I hate water. And all these videos, I end up going into the water. I got hip tossed into a kiddie pool. I got bumped into the pool here. And for the Twitch homies, I, I put up a video on the 
Twitch chat. My ice bucket challenge. Maybe I'll put that one on Twitter. Also ended up going in the water. The things I do for you people. Now, listen. NXT has given me a headache. I didn't even know this until I started reading the preview. Tonight on NXT... I'm not even making this up. It's, it's like it's done to irritate me. Tonight on NXT... Santos Escobar is defending the title against Swerve Scott. Now, let me backtrack a little as Mike's landscapers are cutting the grass as loudly as possible with a military-level lawnmower. The Briscoe brothers have nothing to do right now. So listen, last week on the show, I figured, as did everybody, that they were going to do Santos Escobar versus Swerve Scott for the Cruiserweight title at the TakeOver show. So they book a match. It is Phantasma's crew, Legato Del Phantasma, against Brizango and Swerve Scott. Okay. Well, what's the obvious thing to do? Well, the obvious thing to do is Swerve Scott pins the champion in a six-man, and you announce on the pay-per-view you're going to do a Cruiserweight championship match. All right, so they do the tag match, and the finish is Phantasma, Santos Escobar, he pins Tyler Breeze. I was like, what? Why did Santos Escobar pin Tyler Breeze? Swerve Scott's not even involved in the finish, but Swerve Scott's team loses. So, there's no announcement of this title match taking place at TakeOver. So I thought, okay, they're not doing it at TakeOver. Clearly, they'll start something on television, they'll do something on television, and they'll somehow set up this match. Well, I wake up, I go on Observer Live, I start reading the lineup. They're doing Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar with... No promotion on national television. The angle they shot on national television involved Escobar pinning somebody on Swerve Scott's team. Why is this so hard? Can someone please explain this to me? Mm. Mike, help me here. I can't make you feel any better. Um, uh, I, I can't. Maybe this will make you feel better. It'll be a great match, um, but I, now I'm going to make you feel worse. We're going to get some sort of craptastic finish here where, you know, now we're going to have to have another match where we're probably going to have a craptastic finish, which will lead to another match with a craptastic finish. I just They're going to do a Cruiserweight title match tonight that will end with uh, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza running in. I'm I'm very confident in that. I mean, we're not going to get a clean finish here, and this will continue to go on. And again, why they decided to take this tack to do this, I have no idea. Why Swerve needed to lose last week in that tag match, no idea. Why he needed to get beat up at Raw Underground because they had, I guess, no other extras except all of them there. When he was going into a, a rivalry with Mendoza, I, I don't know. I don't know why they make the decisions they do and why they decided to go in this direction, but I don't think we're going to see a championship challenge or a championship change here. I'm just hoping for a really good match and you know a finish that's not completely awful, but I'm betting it's going to be pretty awful. 
Mike, you've said this multiple times, and and mm-hmm. can someone can someone either confirm or deny? I don't ever remember Swerve Scott being beat up in Raw Underground. I'm pretty sure he was. He I'm was like 99 percent sure that he wasn't. That first week, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm sure I'll get an answer here. I'll I'll find out, but I'm 99.9% sure that was not Swerve Scott that got beat up. Well, in. I mean, Dio Madden had gotten beaten up. I mean, he was one of the guys, but there were multiple people. I believe I believe he was one of them, regardless. You know, he, okay, even if I'm wrong about that, which I don't believe I am, and if I am, it's an honest mistake. But, again, this is – look at the build to how this thing has gone. Look at how they've well, actually – Well, let me explain more of Hold that. on, but hold on. Look at how they've portrayed Swerve Scott anyway. He gets the win over Escobar during the tournament. He's the one black mark on Escobar's record. And you have a guy there who's really exciting. You have a guy there who's very unique, who, again, we have had him on this show. People have heard him. He's he's great. He Given the opportunity and the ball, he's going to be able to carry it, I believe. But you got to give him the ball. And to build him up to situations like this where he's on the – you know, the losing side of a team and then getting a title shot and being, you know, the the belt not even getting a, not even having a championship match at, at TakeOver on the pre-show, anywhere near there. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I have not liked how they portrayed him. I haven't liked how they laid it out. I have liked uh, Legato de Fantasma. I think that's actually been a really good way. That I think they've done a good job with them, but again, I'm not looking forward to this. They've done nothing to make me look forward to this match, and I have no feelings and no support behind Swerve Scott that he's going to win here, which is part of what you want your viewership to do. Don't you want them to think that they may actually get a championship change? I'm just feeling you're going to get a crappy finish. Well, I'm furious because guess what else happened? Are you ready for this? I've been trying to get this off my chest for five minutes now. Oh, okay. So not only, not only, not only are they doing this match, what did I say happened in that tag match last week? Do you remember, Mike? I, you spit out a lot of words. Go ahead. They faced Breezango and Swerve Scott. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Breeze got pinned. Okay? You know what else is happening tonight? Breezango's title shot? Breezango's getting a tag team title match. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, not only, not, and I realize, I realize that on the pre-show, Brizango won a number one contenders match, okay? I understand that this happened, but why were they even in it? Exactly. If they were going to get a title match on Wednesday, and Swerve Scott was going to get a title match on Wednesday, why was the finish of the six-man Swerve Scott not winning, and Tyler Breeze getting pinned by Phantasma. Can anybody explain this to me? I'm purple with fury. Purple? You heard me. What else do we have tonight? Anything else ridiculous? Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley against Dakota Kai, and it says here Reina Gonzalez. Who wrote this? It's Raquel Gonzalez. I know that's a real name. I can't take any more of this. Do we think we get an explanation on why Damian Priest would jump into a hot tub with his gear on? Dude, that was the best part of that whole takeover. (laughs) This guy had a hot tub in the woods with two women, and he jumped in there in leather pants. Have you ever jumped into a hot tub with leather pants, Mike? Uh, With leather pants? No, I have not. Good God almighty. 
I have shook the champagne in there a little bit. Now, there is good news. There is some good news for NXT. I mean, yes, these matches are probably going to be good. But, bro, Stu Bennett says here Stu Bennett for some reason, even though he's Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett, I know that's his real name. Some of his shoot names going on here. But Wade Barrett is going to be doing commentary for NXT tonight. That should be very good. You know why? Because he's very good at his job. He's an excellent talker. So I'm very excited for that. Apparently unlike me today. Anything else you want to ramble about? I'm out. I'm done now. Well, you know, can you give me a little bit of a high sign here the, when you're going to go launching into things? I, mean, I tried! I have no idea what the setup of this show is like, which is show up, see how long Brian talks for, and then if there's anything left over, you know, sloppy seconds here talking about the, the, the oh, craps. Mike, That's please. all I'm left with here. Please. Did you watch New Japan? Here's something you can talk about. No, I have not watched New Japan. Oh, it's going to be filling the other void tonight uh, instead of watching AEW with NXT. I need to have something to balance out NXT, especially after the way you just described it. I'm not really looking forward to it. So I will at least be able to watch NXT first. That's how I'm going to do this. And then watch New Japan and watch Toro Yano hop around with his legs all tied up. Because I'm sure that is going to be more entertaining than watching Swerve Scott lose in a craptastic way. Well, we got our wacky matches. Desperado beat Kojima in a no-finishers-allowed match. Kojima used the lariat. <laughs> he tried to use his finish, and he was DQ'd. Well? I need to talk to Okada. Um, then we had Toru Yano beating Bushi in a two-count pinfall match, where Bushi taped up Yano's feet, but Yano reversed and scored the pin. I'm betting that was better in execution than how you described it. Well, I don't know. I don't think the DQ was better in execution than I described it. Well, probably not. So not a beat show, and one with a figure four in a submission match, and Okada beat Yujiro, Ghetto, and Jado in a handicap match when he submitted Ghetto with the Cobra Clutch. Just the thought of Jado and Ghetto just crisscrossing the ropes in, in their speed at that speed. You know what's funny? In their condition. You know what's funny is, like, the idea... The idea that Okada would win a one-on-three match, I mean, on paper it sounds ridiculous, but when you think of the three guys involved, like, he's got a better chance winning a three-way because of two bumbling idiots bonking into each other the whole time than he would in a singles match. This was very territorial babyface. Not only am I going to beat you up, I'm going to beat up your manager and your partner as well, too. So, yeah, I mean, that, this actually is makes a lot more sense than it seemed on the surface. Hey, speaking of New Japan, everybody, when we come back, David Finley is on the show. And it's going to be a fun time. So stick around. Back in a moment. Because we're live. And now, today's Real Ketones Good Health Tip. Beginning your low-carb lifestyle? Just start simple. Number one, pick protein. Chicken, beef, pork, turkey, seafood, and eggs. Number two, pick low-carb veggies, cauliflower, broccoli, zucchini, cucumbers, etc. Number three, add good fats, butter, cheese, bacon, avocado, and nuts. It's that simple. And now a word from Real Ketones Keto Energy Shots. If you knew there was an energy shot that also helped you lose weight, would you try it? Real Ketones Keto Energy Shots give you sustained energy without the sugar jitters or crash. That's why Keto Energy Shots constantly get five-star reviews. The secret is our patented all-natural ingredient, DBHB. This powerful ingredient revs up your metabolism and turns your body into a fat-burning machine in only minutes. Feel energized while shredding unwanted pounds. Pull into a CVS now and look for 
for keto energy shots in the weight loss aisle or go to realketones.com. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code radio and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars' team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Very happy today to be joined by one of the stars, NJPW World, New Japan Cup, USA, NJPW Strong. we got a lot of plugs to get in here today. David Finley is joining us on the show. David, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing very well. I was a, a huge fan from the first match you had in this tournament. Of you. Not just saying that because you're on the air. You can go back and listen to some of the past shows. And I was I was very impressed. You you you've made some changes. It it looked like you'd you lost some weight and you'd changed up your look a little bit. I was like, man, look at this guy. And the next thing you know, you go all the way to the finals, and unfortunately you do not win, but you made it quite a showing for yourself. So I guess the first question, tell us a little bit about this this comeback here. Uh, well, I guess thanks for noticing. Um, I kind of It kind of came from just not being happy with where I was at. This stemmed from uh, my shoulder injury last year. I dislocated my shoulder, tore half my labrum. And uh, I kind of sat and thought and realized, like, if this was a career-ending injury, I wouldn't be very happy with my career. So that kind of is what sparked some changes. But, yeah, I mean, this quarantine helped. Uh, I was able to work out, train hard. My dad lives, like, 10 minutes away from me, so I've been in a ring weekly. So uh, things have been going pretty good. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you what your COVID like had been like, you know, uh, with, with losing all of this time. I mean, how have you how have you filled it? How, how have you been able to scratch that itch? Were you in the, the ring every day and just working out every day? Or what was life kind of like for you being such a, a dramatic change, especially right before an exciting time of the year? Well, my days consisted of training in the garage, playing with my dogs, and watching Netflix, pretty much. Um, I live in Georgia, so it's fortunately slash unfortunately like pretty open. So gyms have been open and everything. Uh, so I've just been walking around with a bottle of disinfectant with some weights. <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a life, quite frankly. Yeah, it's not too bad. I can't complain. Now, I know that some people are, are aware of this, that you are a fourth-generation uh, wrestler. Uh, your father, obviously, Fit Finley, and also your grandfather and your great-grandfather. And I guess you had another, uh, a referee in the family as well. Your your aunt, a referee, is that true? Yes, my dad's sister was a referee. Okay. So I guess the question is, I mean, who who in that lineage have you ever actually met in your lifetime? Like, did you ever get a chance to meet your, your grandfather, great-grandfather? I didn't know when they passed away. Is there is there footage of them? Have you ever seen them wrestling? What can you tell me about the family? Uh, well, my grandfather is still with us. He is still, I mean, he's pretty heavily involved in amateur wrestling right now. He's in his mid-80s. Um, I don't think he knows he's in his mid-80s, to be honest. Uh I think I briefly met my great-grandfather when I was a toddler, so I don't really remember it. Um, but, yeah, I think it started off with my great-grandfather was, like, a promoter-slash-announcer-slash-wrestler, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. And then when it went to my grandfather, when he kind of started wrestling, he was more involved on the actual, like, wrestling side of things, like performing. And then, I mean, you know how my dad did. Um, so, but, yeah, I, like, I don't have any... I don't have any footage that I know of, but my grandfather probably would. You know, I your father, obviously, I think everyone is well aware of this. If you're not, I don't know what's wrong with you, but Fit Finley is just one of the greatest. He was he was so great. And even there was a period when he when he badly injured his leg in WCW and he and he pretty much retired. And he ended up going to work for WWE as a trainer. And I was actually at a WWE show backstage in the early 2000s, and I was watching him in the ring before the show training. And he'd been retired for a while. And then all of a sudden, he's, he's trying to show, I think he was training with the women or something, and he decided to show him how to do a series of kip-ups. And I just watched him go boom, 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 like five in a row. I was, I was completely blown away. You know, he was, he was older at the time. He hadn't wrestled in I was just so blown away by this guy. Have have you ever, as his son, I mean, was there a level of man? This is these are big shoes to fill here. My my father has that ever weighed on you in any way, or is it just sort of like, man, he was great. Now I'm going to be great. No, I think about that just about every time I have a match. <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, which I I like the challenge of trying to surpass my father, even though it is a giant boot to fill, I guess. But uh, yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's. He's the man. He's 60 years old now. We've got my little brother training um, to become a wrestler as well. And, like, he hasn't – my dad hasn't lost his touch at all. 60 years old, everything – he still moves snappy, still moves great. It blows my mind. What What has he helped you with? I mean, in, in terms of 
I mean, how often do you guys work out together? Does he watch your matches? What kind of advice does he give? I mean, is he one of those older guys that has a modern mindset where, you know, he looks for modern ways to do things? Or is he sort of, well, you know, all this just flipping around and everything, but, you know, you got to concentrate on the basics. How is he in terms of, of being a mentor to you? Uh, I mean, he's a huge help to me. He watches all my matches. Uh, he'll give me feedback on all of them. Uh, he, like, I really would accredit uh, my pro wrestling knowledge to my dad training me and also, like, the New Japan Dojo. But the sole person that I would say trained me is my dad. Um, but, yeah, he, uh, he's kind of, I guess it's a lot. He's one of those modern guys. He, he's a little bit of both, but, like, he's fine with modern wrestling, whatever. He's cool with it. He sees that, you know, times change, things are good. If it's good, it's good. Now, before the pandemic, I, I saw a lot of, of your work in, in New Japan, and I always thought, really good worker. But then when I saw you on this show, you know, we talked a little bit briefly about your training and everything like that. When I saw you on the in the tournament, the NJPW World Tournament, it was some. I don't know what it was exactly about what you had done with your look, but it was like this guy looks like a star now. And I'm not saying you didn't look like a star before, but it was a marked difference to me this time around. I mean, was that also something that you were kind of concentrating on during the downtime? Not just you know getting in great shape and everything like that, but there seemed to be a there seemed to be some thought put into your presentation as well. Yeah. Uh... The pandemic changed my mindset, really, um, from just kind of like being... And I, lo I love working for New Japan. I'm happy to work there. So I, I guess I was just happy to have a job at one point without realizing it and just kind of coasting off of my last name. Um, and I, my mindset changed. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not happy with where I'm at. I want to be number one. I want to make all the money. So like, it's just taking steps towards that goal. What so, were you most unhappy about? What what were you feeling like you were you're stuck in a malaise, or what were you what were you looking to tweak here? Where was the motivation coming from? Uh, well, my dojo mates that I came up with, uh, Show Yo, Juice Robinson, Jay White, and well, yeah, that's it. Uh, if you look at their credentials, what they have accomplished so far in their careers, I was lagging behind, and I didn't really like that because I I, I don't think they're any better than me. Um, that's no disrespect to them. I just like, I think we're all pretty good and there's no reason why I, uh, shouldn't be having the same success as them. Um, well, but I was just kind of holding myself back, I guess, just not really putting in the work that I needed to put in. Generational rivals are very important in new Japan and you see the trajectory of one's career. There's always somebody, one or two people that are always attached to hip to someone and, you know, Juice Robinson is going to be one of those people for you, uh, you know, teaming with him and coming out of the dojo. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, you know, around the same time here. Uh, have you kept in contact with him? And for a lot of the guys that were not able to obviously travel to Japan, uh, what was it like to stay in contact with them and, and in contact with the New Japan office as things started to open up and they started to do things with the dojo? Uh, yeah, I stayed in contact with Juice pretty much the entire time we would talk uh here and there but sometimes for like days on end sometimes we wouldn't hear from each other from weeks but yeah we kept in contact uh he's one of my best friends so naturally that would happen uh the new so the new japan dojo this is we just randomly got an email 
one day it was like, all right, uh, we're going to start running again. It's going to be in front of no people. We're doing these tapings. So you've got like three weeks to prepare. Uh, these, this is what it is. And just quarantine and make sure you test the uh, negative. So was that, when when you showed up for the tapings, I mean, was that your first match in like four months? Yes, and it was hard. Oh, it was you, I mean, the the, the first round match was you and, and Chase Owens. And I watched that match, and you guys were working so hard and so fast. And that's pretty impressive for, for coming off four months off. And I mean, was that your very first match? I don't know how they taped everything, if it was in order or anything like that. But was that was that the first match back, you and Chase Owens? Yeah, Chase and I was the first match back. I remember after the match was over, I walked outside. My lungs were on fire. I don't think I've ever been that tired after a match in my life. And I just, like, laid on the concrete for, like, ten minutes to try to catch my breath. It was a total shock to my system. So, so now, okay, so you do the match. Your lungs are on fire. And then how did the tapings go? I mean, did you have to go out later in the day and work again? Or did you work the next day? Or or how did it work? Because you did three matches in this tournament before the finals with Kenta, or including the finals. Right. Yeah, so I can't remember the exact schedule, but I think it was over, like, four days of taping, and I think I wrestled seven times. I can't remember how it was split up, but yeah. But after that first match was out of the way, like, the rest was – it was – business as usual so so part of the first match it wasn't so much that you were blown up it was more the nerves starting again it, that was more what what led you to having the lungs than than actually being out of shape uh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was nerves i think it was like you know when there's people there watching you you get a big boost of adrenaline and things are a lot easier when there's no people there you're just two dudes in a room fighting each other basically now, um, now, obviously, I, I guess the question so, leading into that is, I mean, when everyone starts, I mean, they do some shows where there's like 10 people in the crowd. But was this the first time you had ever wrestled with no people in the crowd? Yes, for sure. Unless it was like practicing. Sure. You know, uh, at the dojo or something. But yeah, this was the first time. It was totally like doing the entrance, coming out. I was like, oh, there's nobody here. And then that's when it kind of hit me. And it was really, really weird for the first, like, two days. Yeah, how, how was that? I mean, you're going out there, you're playing to crowd a crowd that isn't there. I mean, the the big spots. I mean, a lot of wrestling nowadays is you plan a spot and you know that the crowd's going to go nuts afterwards. But here you are in an empty building and there is no crowd. So So how was it putting together the match? I mean, did you put together the match like you would if there were fans there? Or was it sort of like, well, if we do a double down, I mean, there's not going to be a big reaction, so we may as well just not put that in here. I mean, how did you put it together? Uh, we just kind of guessed. Um, we were in uncharted territory, so we were like, oh, let's just do stuff and see what works and see what doesn't. So then by the last day, I mean, what did you learn from that first match that you put into two later matches with an empty an empty arena? Hmm, what did I learn? I don't, that's a hard question. Um, not more, I, I don't think I really learned anything. It was more like I adapting to, I had to get used to like hearing myself wrestle, which is never fun. Um, I could also hear commentary going on while I was wrestling and nothing else. So that was, uh, distracting at first, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I guess just kind of like pacing myself. What does that mean? You had to get used to hearing yourself wrestle. Okay, so in normal times when there's people there and you're in a ring, like, I don't really hear myself breathing. I don't hear, like, you know, I don't hear any of that. 
But then when uh, when there's nobody there, all I can hear is like how heavy I'm breathing. I'm like, oh no, I sound tired, and that makes me even more tired because then I'm thinking about it. Well, I mean, theoretically, as the match wears on, I mean, you should sound tired. Yes. Very interesting. I don't like feeling tired though. Well, no, that's you definitely don't want to feel tired when you're wrestling Chase Owens in a how long did that ten minute match? I guess that's not too bad, but you know. And any thoughts on the Kenta match? Yeah, I think Kent is great. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot that he hasn't done as far as uh, accomplishments go. So I was, you know, thrilled to be in a ring with him and uh, see how I uh, see if I can go toe to toe with him. Well, stand by. We're going to head to a break here in just a moment. We'll be back with more. We'll tell you guys. Uh, you can check out these shows every Friday night at njpwworld.com. Stick around back in a moment. Observer Live. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800-426-2301. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. 
Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. David Finley is joining us here. Every Friday night, you can check out New Japan Strong. It's one hour every Friday night, NJPWWorld.com. They just wrapped up the New Japan Cup USA Tournament. David was in the main event against Kenta. Kenta won, but things happen. You'll be back. And, of course, we've got some social media to talk about here. And I've been told that you have an Instagram and you would like people to follow it so you can feel more famous. Is that true? That is very true. My Instagram is at Super Super Dave. My Twitter is at the David Finlay. Follow me. See what I'm doing. Uh, check out NJPW Strong on Friday nights. It's a great wrestling show. So do you have stuff upcoming on that show? I'm not sure the status of tapings at this point. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've got more matches coming up. I can't remember what they are, though. But uh, I think this next week is a cool multi-man, a couple singles. Check uh, um, it out. It's lots of fun. All right, we'll check it out. Hey, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today, and best of luck with everything in the future. And, of course, thanks, everybody, for listening. I want to thank Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. The Mighty Year 1090 Sports Byline, twitch.tv slash F4W Video. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.